So let me set the scene for you. I'm sitting here in what was our reveal room. It is now being used, well, it is just an empty space, if I'm honest, because we've moved all of our reveals out into one of our more airy spaces, simply because of the COVID-19 considerations. So I'm sitting here in a space that was once where we showed our clients their beautiful images. It has beautiful frames. Well, I think they're beautiful hanging on the wall and where there once was the great big TV there now is the most glorious picture of Pauline, the old lady I photographed so many years ago, who sadly I got the news this week that she has passed away. I'm Paul and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. So if you're wondering why I'm sitting here in an empty room uh, recording this podcast, there's a handful of reasons. Um, initially, I wanted to go outside and record it in the garden. I wanted to listen. I wanted to smell the change in the season. But when I actually put on a microphone, all I could hear were strimmers, lawnmowers, people cutting wood. It felt like somebody was cutting through their house. There was so much noise going on out there and I had to give up in spite of it being the most beautiful, the most beautiful late summer, autumn day where there's that coolness in the air. And the, but there's also that smell. There's a smell of change, which is a thing I've always loved. And I can just begin to feel it coming. I don't know why that appeals to me so much, but it always has an autumn into or summer into autumn and spring into summer are the two transitions that I think you can smell it in the air. But all I can smell in here as it happens is coffee. I'm sat here with a great big mug of it uh, on one of our sofas that is sitting here almost desolate in, in its solitude where we used to entertain clients. Now I'm using it simply to record this podcast. Um, but I have to say it's been an amazing week. Uh, I recorded the last podcast, I think, on the way to a wedding and what a wedding it turned out to be. It was utterly beautiful. It was the first wedding for about six months. It was funny. It was vibrant. It was flipping cold. When I said in the Land Rover that it was beginning to rain, well, in the end, the wind picked up, the temperature dropped and the rain came battering down. It was a real shame given it was a marquee wedding in someone's back garden with the 28 people, so two people under the 30 maximum. Uh, the bar, I, sat, I stood at the bar. When I say a bar, it was a bar, but it was under an open-sided gazebo as the wind howled through. Things kept falling over. I had to show the bar guys how to set up an easel because clearly it's not something they've ever had to do in a Force 9 gale. Uh, and it kept spilling itself and the blackboard that had all of the uh, drinks details onto the floor. Uh, so it was a little bit chilly, but it was still the most wonderful wedding. I was made to feel so incredibly welcome. It was full of energy and laughter and love. The things that you always want at a wedding, plus the most beautiful bride. Uh, so all in all, uh, a fantastic day. And during that day, as I was traveling between a couple of the venues, I think I was traveling from the bride getting ready to the church where they were going to tie the knot. This most incredible thing happened, and it's been happening to me quite a lot this year. A song came on the radio. It's called Is This Fun by Kylie Oldest. It's not anything particularly special. Uh, I think Calvin Harris did the remix of it. 
But something about that tune at that moment in that car just brought this wave of utter joy. No idea why, no idea what it was about the tune, the moment, me driving the Land Rover to the next part of a wedding. Usually I'm quite stressed between bits of weddings, but it could not have been further from the truth. And something that's happened to me quite a lot recently is I just suddenly find myself sitting smiling. I mean, if people are watching me, they must think I'm that weirdo who's on the happy pills because there's something about everything that's going on just at the moment that is... I don't know why, I don't know what's changed, but for a minute at least, I'm embracing the joy. And I got the same feeling of just utter happiness walking down from home to the studio this morning with the coolness in the air and the smell of the onset of autumn. And it just felt great. We have so much stuff going on around us at the moment and I only have two ways of dealing with it. One is to get stressed and the other is to be truly happy that there is stuff going on around us at the moment. And there is stuff going on around us at the moment. Um, We've got the podcast is just electric, so much lovely feedback, so many emails. We have the Mastering Portrait Photography website, which is just growing and expanding. We have new ideas and there's new things we're adding to it. Uh, Our stuff on Skillshare uh, is doing really, really well. The uh, magazines, we're working out what new articles we've just signed up to spend another 12 months uh, producing content for a professional photo magazine and hopefully... Uh, a new publication that is on its way. We're producing video articles for that one. So I've spent the past couple of days desperately trying to figure out how to uh, piece together videos. Um, But for some reason, all of this, I could be really stressed about it or I can just be really, really happy and get on with it because my job is simply to create beautiful pictures each and every day. And a client we had in yesterday, what's really nice at the moment is although our client count has had to drop, it's had to diminish. We can't run the studio at the capacity we were. We're having to follow rooms. We're having to slow down the throughput because obviously we don't want to have two clients at any one time. Um, but the clients who are coming in are really appreciating the efforts we're making and they are really appreciating the time they're spending with their families. And of course, as a business, that is converting into great sales. So we're actually having some of the biggest sales we've ever had right now. Not as many of them, and that can be stressful, of course. But in the end, the margins are still there. We're still creating these images. I'm still loving creating images. We had two beautiful shoots at the weekend. Haley and Dean, whose wedding it should have been on Sunday, had to postpone for one year. So their wedding now is August next year. But we said to them, come over, come and have an engagement shoot. And I don't think either of them really wanted to be photographed, but I had the most amazing email back from uh, Dean uh, yesterday. And it says something like, he he didn't email me, he emailed Michelle, uh, who organises me and organises the diary. And he said, we had a right good laugh. And I'll take that because the pictures of him and Haley are just lovely. The joy between them, the laughter between them, all of the things you would have hoped for on their wedding day, we've caught in, I suppose you call it an engagement shoot, but it's not an engagement shoot. They've been engaged for ages. And it is actually, it was photographed on the day they should have been married. But nonetheless, a beautiful day. And then I went over to Le Manoir, which is just looking glorious 
glorious in the sunshine. I met a load of the guys who I work with down there regularly, photographed this beautiful couple for their 40th wedding anniversary. He'd come over from Kent and had arranged for to have us photograph them as part of their experience at the Manoir. And they could not have been nicer. They could not have been smarter. They could not have been better clients. It was just beautiful. And that was my Sunday. And if I'm going to give up a Sunday, I suppose give up isn't really the right word. Of course, as a photographer, we all work seven days a week. But if you're going to give up time with your family, then it better be for shoots like those. And so again, I just found myself really, really happy. And we are completely fully booked just at the moment. The studio, we can't take on any more work uh, until I think we're running out to the end of September now. I'm running a training course tomorrow, uh, tons of portrait shoots over the weekend. All in all, all in all, life is absolutely amazing. That's not to say it doesn't have its stresses and strains. And I really don't want this to sound smug. What I'm trying to get across is that even in these difficult times, even in times when there is so much to be upset about with governments and politics and economics and the health issues that are going on all around us all of the time. And goodness knows, we've had the stresses of having our youngest, uh, my uh, son, Jake, going through his A-levels this year. So the whole university process has been up in the air. All of this adds to the stress of life. But in the end, you have to deal with it by trying, if you can, trying to find ways of being happy. And for some inexplicable reason, that has come across me in like a wash just at the moment. And I am holding on to it. I'm hoping it stays like that because it's not always like that. Uh, having said that, there are things that are stressing me out and I'm trying really hard to be really easygoing about it. I looked around the studio the other day and it's a complete tip and there's no one to blame but me. It looks like there's stuff everywhere. Oh my God, there's stuff everywhere. And I think I've just been alone during the COVID lockdown a bit too long. Uh, and I've just piled things up everywhere. There's stuff on shelves, there's stuff under boxes, there's stuff in corners, there's stuff stacked up. Lighting stands, there's lighting stands everywhere. And so I'm hoping to get a couple of days when I can go through it room by room by room. Because, of course, everything I spoke about in an early podcast that you your first impression counts and it starts as you open the door is still true. It hasn't changed just because we've built this brand. Nothing has changed. So I still need to make sure that the client experience is utterly perfect. And right now, I have to be honest, at least from the tidiness of the studio perspective, that isn't true. Yesterday, a client came upstairs to be shown a couple of frames that we only have upstairs. We don't have them downstairs in the viewing areas. Uh, and I did actually do a quick scan round and there were video cameras everywhere. There's lighting everywhere. There's stuff piled up because I'm in the middle of trying to work out how to video uh, some stuff for these magazines. And I did feel a little bit guilty and had to apologise. So I now know that on my list is to get my head together and sort out the studio, get it tidy, get it looking pristine and beautiful like it should. It's an awe-inspired, an awe-inspiring place. It's just that I've left it go a little bit to whack and ruin. Uh, on the video front, um, I'm struggling completely with working out how to make videos. And the problem is that I just feel so insecure and it's almost like I'm living through the same experiences I lived through when I started out 
and wanted to set up my stall as a professional photographer. I wanted everything to be amazing. I wanted everything to be as good as the work I was seeing from the people I admired. And of course, that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You can't simply walk into a skill set. With the photography, thankfully, I showed some talent and managed to get myself there. With videography, I'm not certain I have that talent. So I am trying, trying really hard to figure it out, figure out ways of using my knowledge as a photographer and translate those into filmmaking. And of course, they're slightly different skills, but at least lighting and composition-wise, they're the same, or more or less the same. And so I'm hoping as long as I can take that across and my knowledge of how cameras and light work, at least I'll get that bit right, even if the storytelling and all of those components are a little less polished. And I suspect they'll stay a little less polished. I'm not sure that I'll ever quite get my head around it. So there's all of that going. And of course, that indecision is really killing me. And it's an interesting space to be. It's an interesting self-discovery is that there are still plenty of areas in this business where I just can't sort it out, even though I know the psychology of it. And even though I know I would preach, just get on with it, boy, just get on with it. I still find it really, really hard. Sarah's taken to editing like a duck to water, uh, but I'm finding it a real struggle piecing together what it is I want to say and how it is that I want to say it. But nonetheless, we will get there. I know we'll get there because we're really determined and failure is not, failure is not an option. Anyway, on to, uh, I guess, the purpose of this podcast. Now, this email actually came in this morning and it hijacked, it hijacked some of what I wanted to talk about this week, but I thought it was so important um, that I answered some of the questions that came up in it. Now, broadly speaking, I'm not going to read it out. I'm going to paraphrase. The question more or less is that as someone who is quiet, as someone who's gentle, someone who is not necessarily loud and bouncy, does that mean they cannot become a portrait photographer, a successful portrait photographer? And I thought it was a really interesting question. It's a long email and it's full of really lovely words. And I will respond to the person in the email personally. But I just thought this was an interesting and intriguing conundrum. As someone who is quiet and who has been told that photography is not a career to go into, can you be a portrait photographer? And so I cast my mind around and I wondered about all of the amazing photographers I know and how many of them are quiet. And of course, that's a very tricky question because in general, the photographers or in general, the people who I'm going to migrate towards tend to be the slightly more bouncy, outgoing characters. But is that a signal that there are no quiet photographers? There are no gentle photographers. There are no shy photographers. And no, that is not true. I know of at least half a dozen incredible photographers who probably would consider themselves to be fairly quiet, fairly shy. And no, you do not need to be out there. Does it help? Well, it helps me. It helps me because it helps me draw out of people the type of photography that I like. Now, that's the challenge. That's the challenge. If you want to be a heavy metal rock musician in a successful band, the chances are you're going to have to figure out your persona. If you want to be a classicist, you're still going to have to sort out what you want your persona to be. You can't, you can't necessarily have it both ways, I don't think. 
And I give you, I suppose, an example is that the photos that I find much more tricky are the gentle observational pictures when there's no eye contact, when someone's looking away wistfully into the distance. If you look through my portfolio, you won't see so many of those. They are in there because I've had to learn how to do it. What you will see in my portfolio are tons of pictures where the eye contact with me or the eye contact with you, the viewer, is really strong. There's a conversation going on. There's interaction going on. And there are two reasons for that. One is that that's what I like. That's what I've driven. That's the conversation that I'm having with the subject. And two, over the years, the kind of people who are going to come to me for their photography are the kind of people who like that. And it becomes self-propelling. It becomes me. And that's because I really like that interaction. I am quite loud. I am quite energetic. I do drive the shoot. But what I find really hard is to cut back to those really gentle, ethereal moments. For those, for those, I have to work. For those, I have to really put on an act. And at the end of the day, all of this is an act. Every day I work, I walk in front of a client and it doesn't matter you know, today I've talked about being really happy, but of course, that's not every day. Every day isn't like that. An awful lot of the days I'm flipping miserable. You know, the weather's crappy. Camera's got a dust spot on the sensor and I'm desperately trying to clean it off and haven't quite had time. The rubbers have come off my lenses. The bills have come in, but the revenue hasn't. You know, normal life. Creativity has left me. I've got that moment when, do you know what? I've no idea what I'm going to photograph. All of these things are true for me as they are for every creative who runs a business. It doesn't go away. And then your client arrives and you have to be the person they've paid to come and see. I think the most extreme examples you see of this are comedians. And very often you hear stories that comedians are actually fairly, um, they can be quite depressed. And that's because every day, Every day they have to put on such a big act to be funny, to be entertaining, to be the thing that the client, that the customer, that the audience has wanted to see, that they, they struggle with that. And it's true for photographers too. You have to put on an act to some degree because that is what the client wants to see. It doesn't matter what mood you were in before you open the door. After you open the door, they are paying for you to be the very thing they want. That person, that photographer, that creative. And so... You know, for me, the gentle stuff is slightly harder, but I find the bouncy stuff, the interactive stuff very easy. For quieter photographers, I don't know this, I'm speculating, feel free to email him if you're one of those people who is slightly quieter. You might find the bouncier stuff harder, but you'll find the gentle, the ethereal, the beautiful. I think you'll find that easier than I do. You will have to find ways of getting your sharp elbows out and fighting your corner in the marketplace. You will have to, because at the end of the day, the rules of business apply too. This is not just about whether you can be a good photographer. This is about whether your character allows you to drive your business in the marketplace. And if you're quiet and unseen, that that really is difficult. But if that's what you're struggling with, get a marketing person on board, get a marketing agency to help you, get someone who is not worried about that, someone who is willing to promote your work. It's something actually we've struggled with a little bit here, is that we don't really like being out there telling the world we're one of the best UK portrait photographers. I hate it. I've always hated it. I like being one of the best UK portrait photographers, but I don't like shouting it. Even saying that now on the microphone makes me cringe 
because at the end of the day, I'm just me. I'm just taking pictures. The fact I've built a reputation is lovely, but I find it really, really hard to embrace and market. So I get other people to do it. <laughs> I just ask other people to help me because they're much more carefree in how they promote me. They don't care that I'm embarrassed about it. They are doing their job, which is to get my name out there. And as a business, you have to do that. You have to find mechanisms for getting your name out there, even if it makes you feel very cringy, very awkward, because that's slightly separate to being a good portrait photographer. I know some incredible photographers with no business, and I know some really very average photographers with incredible businesses. And so I think the question, the answer to the question is in two halves. Can you, as someone who is quiet and shy, make a great photographer? Yes. Can you make a great portrait photographer? Absolutely. Can you make a great business? Yes, but you're going to have to add some sharper elbows to that. There is nothing, though, stopping you except your own feelings. And I'm going to assume here, I'm going to put a footnote to that, is that you do have to be competent as a photographer to run a great business. You don't have to be great, but you do have to be competent. If you can't take a picture every day, you're going to struggle a little bit in the market as it stands at the moment. There isn't space for photographers to be out there. There's no space for cheap photographers at the moment, because there are so many incredible photographers charging nearly nothing that you're going to have to find a corner. So I think that is true. I think you still have to go out there and learn your craft. You're still going to have to get your skill set up. I'm not saying you can be a bad photographer and successful at business. I'm not. But I am saying that a huge amount of your success will come from your belief, will come from practice, will come from your technique, will come from how you market yourself. And in the end, it will come from you being liked by the people you want to have in front of the camera, whoever they may be. If you're shy and quiet, probably they're going to be shy and quiet people. But you know what? They will create the most compelling, the most interesting, the most beautiful, the most romantic images that you can manage, imagine. And I cannot wait to see what you do with the skills that you have, with your gentle approach, with your shy sort of observational character, maybe that's going to bring out the most joyous, incredible images, the kind of images that I find really hard to take. Maybe you'll find them just so easy. I hope that's really helped. I hope this given an insight. The trouble is I'm giving you an insight from a photographer who is loud and out there. Um, it might be worth you emailing some photographers who are quieter and uh, less bouncy than I am. And let's see if you get a different answer. But that's my answer. That's my view. I wish you all the luck in the world. I'm sure you're going to do just brilliantly because taking the time and trouble to write the email that you have suggests that you care enough that you will get there. And on that happy note, if you have any questions at all, please do email me just like the person in this uh, particular podcast. Uh, the email address, as always, is paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast, well, pretty much everywhere, if I'm honest. If you're going to leave a review, we'd love you to. Please leave it on iTunes, as that seems to drive the SEO rather well. And on that happy note, this crazy day, I'm going to go back into the fray, enjoy the autumnal changes and until next time, remember, be kind to yourself. Take care.